everyone, and welcome back to Strong Style Wrestling Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Paul Martinez, and we are here to talk about the new beginning in Osaka, the pay-per-view from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Came out on the 11th, actually, of February, and uh, we're going to do this one. I wanted to try to put two shows together with the Lucha Underground Report, but I figured let's do this one first. Maybe we'll box in the the Lucha Underground Report with New Japan and Niigata, which is the uh, second show. So we'll see how that works out. But for today, we're just talking about which is a very interesting show here. Let's just get right into it, uh, and you'll see what I mean as we move along here. But the opening match was Jay White versus David Finlay Jr., our two, now I guess you could say lead young boys, as far as I see, Sho Tanaka and uh, Komatsu have not been around, so I'm not sure where they are. They're in Noah or somewhere, but I think they're off uh, touring somewhere to start getting uh, that little training before making their return to the New Japan roster. So for now, we'll be seeing a lot of these guys. And this was a really interesting mat wrestling match early on. White is very technically sound. Finley is as well, but he also works a more physical style, which I really uh, like. Jay winds up hitting a nice missile dropkick for a two count. and uh, But Finley comes back, he gets White in a Boston Crab. And that really looked like the finish, but Jay didn't manage to get to the ropes. Jaden gets David in a lion tamer type crab and gets the submission win. Two and a half stars. This was a really solid opener. And I'm got to say, I'm really becoming a David Finley fan. Just, you know, all the young guys, you know, the young boys, as we call them, or as I like to call them, the black type boys, they all can work. I mean, they're all good, sound wrestlers. But Finley has a little bit more than the other guys. He's got a little attitude. He's got a little more aggressiveness in his offense, and it makes him stand out a little. And I think he is a guy that I could see the big guys uh, starting to come look for very soon. Our next match, Jushin Thunder Liger, Tiger Mask, and Rarutsuki Taguchi team up to face the Chaos team of Yoshihashi, Sakuraba, and Gato. Uh, this is a kind of by-the-books match for the most part. The Chaos team gets the heat on Liger for a while. But Tiger Mask finally gets the hot tag. Hits a nice Tiger Bomb for a two count on uh, Yoshihashi. Uh, then Taguchi's in there. He does his annoying butt offense. Uh, he catches Gato in an ankle lock, though, and gets a submission victory. Two stars. Eh, just a match. Next, we have our veteran division, Ten Koji. Versus Nagata, that's Yuji Nagata, and Manabu Nakanishi. Was not looking forward to this match. The veteran division is not my favorite. Although Yuji and Kojima still have good moments every now and then. And they are the highlights here. Um, having a nice exchange early and then again later in the match. But when those two aren't in, this match is just not good. Uh, you know, I, I almost feel like it's becoming abusive to me to keep knocking on Nakanishi and uh, Tenzan's work. Um, I don't think they should be in the ring anymore, um, especially not on a pay-per-view. I mean, if you want to put them on house shows, that's fine. I don't think there's any reason for either guy to be on pay-per-view matches. Um, they just can't go anymore, especially Nakanishi. But 
I'm not going to keep dwelling on that. Um, its match winds up ending when Kojima hits the Lariato on Nakanishi. I gave it one and a half stars, and I'm probably being too nice, but Nagata and Kojima worked fine here. After the match, uh, they all shook hands, and then uh, Yuji gets a microphone, and from what I understand, from what I was told, I don't speak Japanese, he basically said uh, something to the fact that he still feels he has a lot left in the tank, and he still has a lot of wrestling left in him. And then uh, Kojima grabbed the mic, and I think basically said that uh, the same for Tenkoji. You know, they're not done either. And them winning this match, maybe this might mean that uh, they're going to uh, be headed towards a program with uh, the tag champs after this. We'll see. I agree with the Yuji part, by the way. I do think Yuji does have a little left in the tank. Uh, not for world title consideration anymore. Maybe not even IC title. But I can see him working um, mid-card matches and maybe working the Never Openweight Championship or maybe getting a couple partners and working the six-man tag titles or a good partner to work tag. I just don't think he's at the upper echelon, but I don't think he's curtain jerker either. I think he's mid-card veteran who, you know, with the right opponents can uh, get good matches in. Our next match, Los Ingobernables. Face off against Kushida, Juice Robinson, and Michael Elgin. This is the final tune-up before Kushida and Bushi's match at the Nagata show. I really am dying to see Bushi in singles match. When I catch him in these tag matches a little bit in and out, it's very impressive. Love to see what he could do in a one-on-one match. Um, Naito, for some reason, got into it again with the announced Nogami, who uh, refused to say Ingor in Gobernables when prompted by Nieto screaming Los at him. In fact, instead of re- uh, replying in Gobernables, he was replying Justice and then unbuttoned his shirt to reveal a Nagata t-shirt. Now, of course, Nagata's kind of group is Blue Justice, although I don't know anybody who's in it besides Yuji right now, but maybe this is a precursor to uh, something's happening here with the the Blue Justice faction is uh, going to reform in some way. We'll have to see. Uh, Naito ripped the shirt right off of his body. So I guess we're going to see maybe a Naito-Nagata feud or maybe Los Ingobernables versus uh, Nagata's Justice uh, you know, uh, group. We'll have to see how this works out. It's a natural feud as far as Naito and Nagata go, though, because Naito really stands for everything that's not Yuji right now. With his uh, attitude. So, should be a good feud. I do feel Naito should be in title matches at this point. And not in mid-card feuds. Elgin is another guy I think that New Japan needs to quickly elevate. to a little higher on the card. The losses of Styles, Nakamura, and Abushi to injury. Have left them a little thin in the main event picture. And you've got guys here. Naito and, and others that you know could take their spot. Uh, L.I., as I'm going to call them now, because I'm getting tired of pronouncing that name. Uh, they look good early on. Uh, but Elgin does come in and has a really nice rally on everybody. Juice has steadily improved, but the exaggerated antics of his is kind of off-putting for me. You know, beating his chest like Tarzan and screaming curses mid-match. You know, it's cute when Japanese guys do it, but 
I don't know, when Americans do it, it kind of looks pretentious to me. Uh, Kushida at one point gets caught with some green mist from uh, Bushi, which kind of puts him out of the match. And in the end, Juice Robinson falls to an STO courtesy of Evil. Uh, I gave it two out of five stars. It was good action. After, I should say two and a half stars. Um, after the match, L.I. looked to triple team Kushida, but Elgin makes the save. Uh, so wondering if Elgin might be uh, possibly part of this uh, Nagata group. We'll have to see. And like I said, uh, I'm really looking forward to Kushida versus Bushi on the next show. That should be a good match. And overall, I like this LI team. They've been impressive. Our next match is for the IWGP Never Open Six-Man Titles. The Briscoes and Toriyano, who are the champions, face off against the team they won the belts from at Wrestle Kingdom 10, which is Bad Luck Fale, Tama Tonga, and Yujiro Takahashi. Takahashi has a, a girl with him, uh, one of his flock of girls. Cute girl accompanying him to the ring. It's interesting that the uh, Bullet Club theme song has returned for this match. Uh, I'm wondering if we may see this group split maybe into two factions. I'm not sure. Mega really has gone away from the gimmick. So uh, we'll have to see what's happening here with the future of Buddha Club in New Japan. And of course, the rumors that WWE bought the rights to it, although I'm pretty sure that's not true. WWE bought the rights to the Buddha Club gimmick. Uh, you will not be seeing it on New Japan Pro Wrestling, in my opinion. So we'll, we'll have to see uh, how this all works itself out in the coming months. Buddha Club is dominating here for a bit on Yano. Uh, then the Briscoes get in. They turn the tide for a while, but then Yano gets back in and he gets cut off and the Bullet Club regain control. Uh, but the Briscoes then are back in again. It seems like whenever the Briscoes are in, it goes their way. Whenever Yano's in, it goes the other way. But they come in, they uh, get the advantage, they start to look for Doomsday Device on Tama, which is how they won the belts at Wrestle Kingdom. But this time Takahashi pushes Mark off the top and to the floor. Yano hits Takahashi and Fale with low blows, but it gets one himself from Tamatanga. He then hits the body scissors DDT. It's one, two, three, and we have new champions. Two stars. It was okay, but not really great. Tama worked really hard here, and the Briscoes were good, but the mass was missing the intensity needed. Um, crowd wasn't into it really at all. It's, you know, like I said, it just felt like it was missing something. But I am glad that Thomas finally won gold in New Japan. Uh, well deserved, really. He has really improved and he, of this, you know, of his group, he's definitely the best guy as far as talent on that team. Our next match, IWGP Junior Tag Team Championship match. The Young Bucks, who are the champions, defend those titles against former champions Red Dragon and Ricochet and Matt Seidel. These teams are all so good. I mean, really probably the best in the business right now. Uh, I guess you could mention maybe the Wolves too in that, you know, in that group. And no, New Day fans, they don't belong in the discussion at all. As uh, Young Bucks get a hold on Matt Seidel and work him over a bit. Cody Hall does get involved as usual. Once it looks like Ricochet may get a hot tag, he pulls him off the apron. 
He's really good in this role as a bodyguard type. Kind of surprised that uh, WWE has to come calling for him with, you know, you know, being Razor Ramon's son and having the size that Vince likes. I just, and uh, definitely improving all the time. Tons of charisma. Really thought this would be a guy Vince would love. Uh, Red Dragon get in. They run wild on a while for the Bucks. Two-man Smash Brothers in effect pretty much here. Uh, Ricochet gets in, goes on a nice run on everyone. Uh, he and Matt Sedell hit double standing moonsaults for a near fall. Fans really like Ricochet. All three teams try double top rope dives and all fail. Saito goes for a Super Frankensteiner, but Nick evades it and Matt takes a nasty spill. Then a double super kick on a diving ricochet. After a bunch of nice double team spots by the Bucks, they cover Matt, but Kyle Riley barely makes the save. Kyle is beating down both Bucks um, at this point. Everybody's down but Kyle. He's uh, taking to the Bucks. He goes for the Nigel, which is the pendulum lariat, but Cody is there and grabs him right onto his shoulder. Looks around and then runs to the back with him. Uh, Young Bucks then hit the indie taker on Matt Seidel, but Ricochet breaks up that pin attempt. They look for more bang for your buck, but again a four by Ricochet. He has his version of the GTS, which, um, instead of the knee, he lands a kick right to the face. It's a nice move. Uh, both Bucks are down. Seidel and Ricochet go up. Double shooting star presses. One, two, three. We have new champions. Three and a half stars. This was a really good match. I wish we saw more of Bobby Fish in it. Um, I don't know if he got hurt or what. He seemed to not spend too much time in the ring after uh, he took a spill outside. Uh, putting the belts on uh, Rico Dolls, so we call them. I'm not sure what we should call this team yet. But um, it was a good choice, I thought, of putting the belts on them. And I hope the hot potato thing, I've said this before, I've been saying it for a year. I hope that uh, maybe we could get a run out of one of these teams. So I'm hoping Senator Ricochet could uh, go on a run, uh, you know, instead of all these three-way tag matches, have them have, you know, you've got three teams they could face over the next three months and, you know, beat them all and then maybe put together a Jushin Tiger, I mean a Jushin Liger and Black Tiger mask to face them. You know, you could get, you know, maybe four months of defenses out of these guys before taking the belts off. I really think you need to get one team to hold the belts for a while to make it mean something. And we continue with our title matches. And this one is for the Never Openweight Championship. Katsuyori Shibata defends against former champion Tomohiro Ishii. These are maybe two of the stiffest guys in the company. Maybe two of the stiffest guys in the sport. Expected some uncomfortable violence here. Now, I was thinking how... This is billed as an open weight, but we've never seen anyone but heavyweights compete for it. This strange. I wonder if we're ever going to see maybe somebody, uh, you know, a junior, you know, like a Bushi, uh, a Liger, a, uh, there's not that many juniors, a Kushida if he drops the title, um, you know, come out for after this title. I mean, you made it open weight, so, you know, for you to do that, I think you should have some juniors try to win it every once in a blue moon. That's my opinion. Uh, back to the match. After a long series of training elbow spots, uh, they decide to let one another suplex each other as both men no-sell the suplexes. I'm not a big fan of this. I've never been a huge fan of the over 
uh, the top no-selling, period, really. I mean, once the blue moon, you could no-sell a spot, you know, if it works, you know, for, you know, telling a story. But just the no-selling for the sake of no-selling, I don't like it at all. But uh, as the match goes on, it's really just more of these two guys just beating each other up. Shibata getting in a bit more offense than the challenger. Shibata winds up hitting a Death Valley driver, then a German suplex and a running, kind of like a sick kick. He covers, but Ishii still kicks out. They have another elbow battle, but it's Ishii who lays out the champ this time. Ishii then hits a lariat, a German, and another lariato. Shibata kicks out as one as the crowd gasps. Shibata gets Ishii in a number of submissions. I like Shinsuke Nakamura who was doing that. Um, you can hear the Japanese announcers actually referencing him uh, while this was happening as well. I thought this was the finish, but Ishii does make the ropes by a toe. Uh, they continue to trade elbows, slaps, a couple of headbutts. Each one so stiff. You wonder how one of them didn't get KO'd, to be honest. Shibato then locks on the sleeper, hits the PK, and it's 1-2-3, and Shibata retains the title. This was a great match. Four stars. These guys were brutal, but without too many of those disturbing head clashes they did last time, which I thought, for me, almost took away a little from it because it was just hard to watch. There was a couple of headbutts, but nothing like last time, which... I mean, it looked like Concussion City all over it. Uh, but this is definitely uh, a match. If you guys like the strong style, uh, you know, wrestling, and you like that concept, you know, then this is a great match for you. Ishii and Shibata, like I said, two of the stiffest guys in the business. So, you know, if you like that, you like to see guys just hit each other as hard as they can, this is a match for you. Our next match, Kenny Omega teams up with... Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. They face the tag team champions Toge Makabe and Hanma and their partner Tanahashi. Uh, so of course this is set up for the show's next two my uh the next show's two title matches as uh Hanma and Makabe defend against Gallows and Anderson and Omega Tanahashi will be facing off for the now vacant Intercontinental Championship. Now, the Bullet Club guys had on their Bullet Club robes, but the Bucks, who accompanied them to the ring, were wearing the new Elite shirts. So it seems like very slowly you're seeing this change over to Elite. It's very even with everyone getting in the ring and hitting spots, pretty much the whole match. One thing I noticed is how much Kenny Omega doesn't look small next to the rest of these guys. So it was really the right move, uh, the move into the heavyweight division. When it first was done, I was like, oh, is he going to look small compared to the heavyweights? But he does it. It's almost the same size as uh, Tanahashi and Hanma. Uh, Makabe looked bigger next to him. Makabe is bigger than most guys. as is Luke Gallows. But uh, like guys like Carl Anderson and Hanma, he looked right about the same size. So it didn't look weird at all. Tanahashi wants to pinning a sling blade on Omega, but he misses the high fly flow. Tanahashi, then right after, is playing up an injured shoulder. Now, I know that his shoulder is legit hurt. So at the time, I'm wondering if this was done to play upon that injury. That's probably most people know. Or did he really re-injure it? And uh, Tanahashi was immediately being tended to right after tagging out after this spot. 
uh, Omega is then hits a rolling front slam into a moonsault from the second buckle for a near fall. That was a really nice spot from him. Muhammad comes back. He hits a basement coquetchi on Omega for a two count. Another spot that was good. The crowd, by the way, is into this match. Uh, Tanahashi still down and being looked at while this is going on. I'm starting to worry at this point. New Japan cannot afford to lose him right now. Uh, Bullet Club does a three-man avalanche splash for near four on Hanma. Then we get a scrum. Tanahashi does return to the ring only to get the reverse Frankensteiner from Kenny and roll right back out and down, still holding the injured wing. Kenny hits the one-winged angel on Hama, and he gets the, the win. Three stars. It looked like it might have been an even better match before the whole Tanahashi entry played, which I thought uh, took a little bit away. And I have to say, I was really starting to buy it. But then, after the match, they attacked the arm, really just destroyed him, the whole Bullet Club, uh, using chairs. Uh, they laid his arm across a garbage can, and Kenny hit a high-fly flow. On top of the arm from the top rope. So they really made it look like uh, that Tanahashi's arm was completely destroyed here. So it was a great angle going into the huge match coming up with the IC title on the Nagata show. Next up, our main event of the evening as Kazucha Okada defends the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Haruki Goto. Now, as I said before going into this, I didn't see Okada losing this match at all, not yet, uh, which really hurts Goto, who's had a number of title shots over the years, only to never win the big one. Uh, Goto comes out, he's covered in lettering, a la Jinsei Senzaki, known to you guys as uh, Hakushi. Crowd is mostly for Okada here. Uh, I have to feel it's because they no longer take Goto seriously as a challenger. But the match was very solid, uh, both men hitting most of the signature spots. Uh, Goto working very hard, very aggressive. He does get his modified Cedar Armbar submission locked in, but Okada does not tap. He then hits a over Shouten for a two count. Then hits the Ushigoroshi, which is that fireman carry neckbreaker from the top rope. One, two, no. Goto goes for the Shouten Kai, but Okada blocks it. Undaunted, Goto tries again and nails his finisher. One, two, no. Kata grabs the bottom rope as the hand was coming down. Goto goes for it again, but Kata floats out, hits the Rainmaker, but uh, he can't follow up. Both men are down. They then trade more big shots. Goto misses a Larry, but Kata turns it into a German suplex, then nails his patented dropkick. Rainmaker attempt is foiled by a headbutt right to the jaw of Okada. Then Goto tries another shooting Kai, but it's countered into a Rainmaker. He hits two more Rainmakers and gets the one, two, three. Excellent match. Three and a half stars. Goto fought really hard. You know, it loses a little due to no one really buying um, a chance at a title change here, which made the crowd not as hot as I think it would have been if they were buying Goto. Interesting thing here, though, is in the post-match promo. Kata apparently offered Goto a place in chaos. Now that should be very interesting. Uh, you know, to see if uh, Goto takes, I guess that's the spot vacated by Nakamura. I could see it because, to be honest, 
Where else does Goto have to go here? The tag team with Shibata is really not ongoing. And Shibata is the, the uh, never openweight champion. And uh, he really can't compete anymore for the Intercontinental. Well, I guess he could compete for the Intercontinental. You don't want him to feud with Shibata for the never openweight title since he's already uh, had the huge feud with him. So I think maybe turning to chaos, which would mean new matchups and slightly different. Although chaos are not full grown heels, they're tweeners, which means you'll see Goto maybe facing off against some more babyface types. I don't know. I just think it's probably a good move for him. He could put him in some tag matches with uh, the members of Chaos, which he hasn't been doing before. Again, it's something for Goto to do, but at this point, I think needs a change. As for the show overall, it was a good but not stellar show. Um, the main matches pretty much delivered, but the undercard had a lot of issues. And uh, that's it. You know, We will be back with our Lucha Underground report in a day or so, which may or may not be accompanied by New Beginning in the Gata Review. Um, as well, it's all going to depend on whether or not I could get it all watched the time. I really only watched the opener. I'm going to try to watch some of that uh, today. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, if I could get it all in, along with Lucha Underground, then we'll put it all on one podcast. If not, we'll split up in two over the next couple of days. Uh, but until then, as always, thanks for listening, and bye-bye.